Have you stopped to think about adding layers to your organization and how that is costing you money? In this episode of The Leadership Hustle, we're going to talk about the layers that you add and the support staff that you add to the company and how it is costing you time and money from delivering on your promises. Hello and welcome to The Leadership Hustle for executives whose companies are growing fast and need leaders who are ready. So today we're talking about layers of management yes. and when, when we talk about these layers of management, I often think about um, how managers, uh, you know, leaders of leaders, so the top layers of, of companies, they was like, yeah, we're going to add this person or we're going to put this layer in the organization. And I always have to stop and ask them, like, why? Because the truth of the matter is every time you add management and layers, layers. of management and even to some degree support staff, we're taking away time and therefore money away from not only the people who are delivering to your customer, but we're also taking away time and money from every layer that is below them. And people look at me like, how could we be doing that? And, there, and, the, and the bottom line is, every time you add a layer, you're taking away time to read emails and time to sit in meetings and time to accomplish you know, projects and project management and, and dealing with drama. And the reality is, you know, I'm a big fan of flat organizations. And so, you know, let's, let's talk a little bit about, you know, are, are you hearing that, you know, there are, peop there are companies adding layers to organizations? Are you hearing that? And what are the consequences that you're hearing? Well, yeah, I mean, add, when, you, when you look at an organization, and, and I've worked in a very flat organization uh, in my previous career, um, it's, it's not about necessarily, I want to say, even the number of people. It's that ratio of frontline to supervisor, manager. And when you increase layers, you're not reducing that ratio. If anything, you're adding more individuals that directly report to a supervisor that now reports to another layer that now reports to another layer. And you, you've, you get a lot of this gray, like a lot of uncertainty who's doing what, um, but you also end up with that frontline supervisor or manager, whatever title people choose to use, um, varies from company to company, yep. um, but you end up leaving them with a, and this is what I'm bumping into a lot, it's that 12 to 20 frontline staff reporting to one supervisor. And physically, how can that particular supervisor truly be managing, developing, coaching um, 20 people right. uh, and, and really uh, help those individuals follow through with the promises that we've made to our consumer, our member, our customer, whatever we want to call that, that, that end individual. Right. When, when you add layers, you know, we were just um, as we were discussing this, this topic before we got on camera, um, people are having conversations where there are layers of management and the layers above the direct supervisor, direct manager, whatever you want to call them, get involved in emails. They might be yes. carbon copied on something, but they start interjecting themselves into the conversation. So now the person who's receiving the email, receiving the information, doesn't know who they're supposed to be reporting to. So, you know, this hierarchy, which I understand hierarchy, but when you start adding layers, we are taking away the valuable time of the most, the layer most close to the customer, 
right? So let's, let's just break this down just a little bit more. Frontline, what we're asking them to do is deliver on the promises that the company has promised and the expectations of the, the customer. That's Correct. what they're supposed to do. And anytime we take away from that, the manager, managers must be adding more value than they're taking away. But we don't think about the value we're adding. We're thinking, oh, we just need to communicate to them. Oh, we just need to tell them this. Oh, we just need to follow up on this. Oh, we just need to, and we typically do that in email form or meeting form, right? So we're taking away time and, and resources from delivering that. Now, if that manager can find ways to deliver that content where it doesn't take away from them delivering on their promise or to help them deliver better on their promise, value add, right? Correct. You add another layer on top of that manager and now that manager is trying to coach frontline manager and that frontline manager is coaching the person who's directly responsible to the customer. Now we've got multiple layers of emails, we've got multiple layers of meetings and we're getting people that are confused. So this now reply to all to all their communication, and they're spending way too much time responding to email. I just had a, a woman that I'm coaching calculate, she's got a tracking system on her computer on how much time she's spending on email versus her face-to-face -face versus um, simply um, responding versus, or writing versus responding to emails. Email has consumed the amount of time yes. that she's, that she's um, spending on what's going on and she's spending very little time doing the thing that she wants to do and needs to do which is the face-to-face -face coaching or the listening and giving immediate feedback or the just-in-time conversations but instead responding to emails but people get so frustrated because they are not getting response to their email right so they're not getting an answer yes. so this 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 problem is occurring so you know we say we're causing our frontline managers to fail the amount of time that they're spending consumed by email and meetings is crazy. So what kinds of things are you suggesting or offering to you know, those of the, that we coach so that we can help them spend less time on this email roller coaster or meetings, you know, death by meetings kind yeah. of life? You know, how can we help them be better and how can we help them spend more time doing the coaching that they need to be doing? Any suggestions? Well, a, a couple of things that, you know, I'll talk to them about is, is looking at first, just really kind of evaluating the number of that ratio, the number of people and, and having conversations if that number seems skewed and what's realistic. Um, but the second piece is looking at uh, the emails and, and really challenging them on are they working on the things that they should be working on, those high payoff activities, or are they doing things that maybe they did at a previous level in the organization mm. and they brought it with them? So that first is just really kind of that time study, kind of like you were talking about with her, with her and her email. It's, it's looking at where she or he truly spending their time and whose responsibilities is it really? Is it, is it theirs or is it something they just haven't let go yet or fully delegated, like handed off with authority, like this is yours, this is where it really belongs. Uh, so that's that usually one of the first things is just kind of getting a gauge in, in really what is reality versus how they feel. Um, the second would be looking at developing your people. So then once you gauge, you know, what are those things that you should be delegating, right? Uh, then it's who do you delegate to? So then diving into skill level, do we have 
a matrix or something that helps you identify, especially with that number of people, um, assuming they have a lot, right. uh, you know, identify really what are their skill levels and what are those opportunities for growth and um, uh, helping pull yourself back too to make sure you're not always leaning on the same people, that you're really leaning on everyone in different ways to develop them differently. So diving into the different opportunities for delegating. And that delegating also includes meetings. So people don't oftentimes think about, oh, I can't delegate a meeting, but yes, you can, because let's take a look at why are you there, what is the purpose, what it would be the benefits and value of someone else going. Um, you know, is it developing relationships that they don't have? Is it hearing information that they don't normally have access to? Um, and it, helping them create their presence as well, right? Uh, and, and simply coaching them through that process of what is it they need to go with, prepared, what do they need to bring back, involve you in, when do you need to be updated, and so right. forth. So looking at that delegation from a tactical project component to even your emails, instead of responding to emails, do you delegate those emails into whom? And then that third is going to be delegating the meetings. Right. So that typically, you know, and unless we're working with an organization and, and looking at how to, to restructure them, <laughs> we, we have to work with what, right. what we have in our control and how do we best help the person we're coaching. So let's talk a little bit about those meetings. And, you know, Outlook has a default that's, you know, 30 minutes and you can, you know, they're 30 minute increments. And yet people get into habits of creating meetings where it's like it's always going to be an hour long or, you know, half hour long and things like that. Yeah. The point is when you get a meeting invitation, one, why do you accept it? Is it because you have a fear of missing out? Is it that, you know, someone is just sending it to you and they have authority over you? Are we asking the question, what is the purpose of the meeting? What is it that we're trying to accomplish? What do I need to have to be prepared, prepared. to be there? Yes. Otherwise, we're having a meeting to have a meeting. And Correct. so we're wasting time. And that wasting time is 30 minutes to 60 minutes of I could be doing some more coaching. I could be doing some more educating and training and things like that. Second of all, when we people get into this, this they get caught up in, well, I know I should be training my people, but I'm caught in responding to emails and having meetings. So now it's, you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg kind of thing. Correct. And so we're truly not asking you to just, you know, stop going to meetings, or we're truly not asking you to delegate all your meetings. We're truly asking you to take a few minutes and make this a high payoff activity where what you're doing is saying, is it necessary? And in order for it to be valuable to me and to us, what is my role and what are the expectations? Mm -hmm. And can we do this in 15 minutes? Can we do this in 20 minutes? Do we need to meet every week or do we need to meet every other week or once a month? And truly yes. asking the question, not to be a jerk about it, but simply to change the cadence to be something of value. And I think that we're afraid to ask people who are above us these questions. And in many cases, those who, you know, that we report to, are just in a regular uh, uh, just a in rhythm a or a routine, it's their, a cadence. their habits, yes. And so by asking those questions, we might be able to save half hour here, half hour there, mm -hmm. and then decide what are you going to do those with those half hours, right? Yes. Well, and, and even Outlook, you can set it up where you can make the increments 15 minutes. Technically, I think right. it defaults to 30 minutes or an hour, but... Um, I think I, that's the other thing I do challenge people with is why, why do you have to be at that meeting and right. what's the agenda, what do you have to prepare for? Uh, is this some, if you're just there to provide information, 
can you just come in during the appropriate 15 minute window or whatever to provide that information and leave? Is it beginning or end or what if that might look like? Right. Um, you know, kind of just challenging them to ask the person who's invited them, why am I, you know, why me, you know, if, you, if it's not clear? Um, and obviously what's the agenda? And then depending on what it is, why them, even asking for, can I send so-and-so or can I, um, can I just appear for that time? Right. And, and I can be available, but you know, let's say questions come up and the reason you're, I'm there is because you want me to answer on the spot questions if they come up. Okay, well, why don't you know, just let me zoom in or you know, even though we're in the same building, I can be working at my desk or I can be working on something. I'll have the time block so I can't do something else, but I'm available if you need me at that time. It's, right. it's, it's just getting a little more creative with how we're, spending our time but also those existing habits because we do get into that just oh gotta go gotta do this whole thing and we don't challenge to do things differently you know this this episode is truly about are the layers of management truly adding value to the layer that's below them and i i really do question the fact that Managers are not asking themselves that question. They're simply going through motions. They're, you know, they're thinking that they have to um, have these meetings or they have to incorporate, you know, respond to this email and they have to do all of these things. And it's like sometimes we have to stop doing certain things Correct. and really challenge ourselves. The purpose of this layer of organization in the organization is to do what? Is it to educate? Is it to make sure that the customer um, facing folks are adding value and delivering on those promises. Is this layer or is this position to create research so that someone else doesn't so they can make good decisions at a different layer in the organization? Mm -hmm. But I see too many organizations where they add layers of, of, of people and management and other support roles that they're busy. They're very busy. In fact, they're over busy. And yet the point is, are they truly adding value to those client and customer facing employees? So I really want this episode to be just a quick, um, I just want us to have this quick conversation about are your layers of management busy and capable of doing the high payoff activity for that particular level? And are they adding value to the layer below them? Or are they adding more confusion? Are they adding more tasks that are unnecessary? Are they going through the motions because they're afraid of missing out or that they are just in the habit, they don't want to disappoint someone, and yet they're truly not adding value? So audience, I'm really challenging you to take a look at the layers of your organization and maybe even the role that you're in and ask, what value am I providing to those that I lead? And if I'm truly not, if that activity truly is not adding value, but it's more of a habit, I probably need to question whether it needs to be done. Thanks for joining us on this episode of The Leadership Hustle. Please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss another episode.